Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. Hey, you guys. So I am so excited to share this episode with you all this week. Um, I got to interview one of my good friends, Tiffany Monroe, and she's just one of those people that she's always so determined and motivated and focused, and I'm just always so inspired by her, and I love our conversations. And she's just one of those people that you know, when you're around her, you want to do better. So I hope that you uh, get something from this episode. We are talking about imperfection and authenticity, and I think she just shares so much greatness. So enjoy. Tiffany, I'm so excited for you to be on my podcast today. Will you just tell uh, the audience a little bit more about yourself and who you are? Yeah. So I'm Tiffany Monroe. Um, I'm a single mom. I am an employee. Um, I work in HR. I just launched a new clothing company called Posterity Clothing Co. Um, it's a streetwear clothing company. Um, I also am the author of For the Imperfect Woman, Embracing Imperfections and Finding Beauty Within. Um, and I'm also currently pursuing my doctorate in strategic leadership. So I have a lot of irons in the fire um, and a lot on my plate but I try to manage it as best as I can. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You're always up to a lot of amazing things. Um, and I'm just always so impressed with everything that you're doing. So I'm just really excited to have a conversation with you today. And, you know, you like your book for the imperfect woman, we're going to talk about authenticity and imperfection. And I'm so curious about your thoughts on this topic. So to start off, will you just um, tell us what authenticity and imperfection mean to you? Yeah, so authenticity is very important to me. It's just being able to be who you are um, without abandon and without shame before other people. Um, Imperfection to me, of course, obviously, we're all imperfect. We all have areas in our life where we can come up. Um, things that we can improve on. And we all have experiences that we're not necessarily happy to share with other people, but imperfection, we also, with imperfection, we also have to remember that there's beauty in being imperfect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And being able to have these experiences and not allow them to necessarily um, create a, a negative perspective or negative narrative about ourselves, but using those, what I like to call lemons and make lemonade out of those experiences. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so tell me a little bit more about your experience with that. Like, do you always feel like you, have you always been able to embrace your imperfections? (laughs) No, (laughs) (laughs) no, it, it took, um, it took a lot for me to, well, I won't say a lot, but it took a, a, a decent amount of time for me to come to the place where I just stopped and I just said, you know what, this isn't, this isn't serving me. This is hurting me more than it's helping me. And I'm not helping anybody by sending my representative or um, being an imposter. 
So I had to make the conscious decision to decide to acknowledge, you know, who am I at my core? What do I believe? And how am I translating that in my relationships? How am I showing that in my daily walk? And when I started to do that, I began to see my circle change. Um, I began to see myself elevate out of different situations and circumstances. And again, you know, it's not something that happens overnight. It took a lot of time and it took a lot of growth. But I think the most important thing about being authentic is just one, you got to just with anything, you have to acknowledge that there's an issue, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I had to sit there and I had to say, this is not who I am. So if I want to become something and impact this world, I need to be who I am because there are people out there that need who I am, my authentic self, you know, who I am at my core in order to help them to get to where they need to be. Yeah. I love it. And I love that you, um, were able to see some positive impact from being yourself and, you know, it is, uh, kind of like a journey and ongoing thing. Um, do you feel like when you first started being more of your authentic self, um, was it like a struggle for you or like what kind of, like, how was that and in, like initial feeling? Um, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very difficult because, you know, you're going against the grain. Yeah. You're going against the grain. And so when you push back against, you know, everything that you've been told that you're supposed to be and you push back against that narrative um, and you really start to work to walk into your true weight and your true power, um, it's very difficult, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to peel back layers. You have to break out of thought processes. You have to break out of physical circles, you know, with friends and family. Um, you have to, you have to transcend mindsets. It's, it's, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And it's a process that I don't think we ever, when we start this journey, it's, it's not something that we ever stop. Because there's always going to be opportunities for you to drift back mm-hmm. into certain thought patterns and ways of behaving. But, and that's okay. But you have to continue to have a conscious mindset of, okay, what is my end goal? What is yeah. my purpose here? What am I trying to accomplish? And is this going to get me there? Right. And so like with your friends and family, were you, I mean, did you have any like fear or doubt about being your authentic self around them and having that relationship maybe change? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are people that I was friends with that I'm not friends with anymore. I can probably count on one hand how many people that I actually talk to on a consistent basis. Um, And that that's hard as, you know, someone who, I value relationships, mm-hmm. but I also value my myself even more above that. And I'm not going to allow myself to to be surrounded by people who are, you know, with, around me for their selfish reasons or that just want a piece of me because of, you know, my peace or my energy. Because you have those people that just want to be around you because they just want to be attached to you because you make them feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole part of being authentic. Um, you have to protect yourself because when you are a person who, who knows who they are, who is confident, who walks in their truth, um, you know, you have that healing spirit and everybody is attracted to that. 
And so there's that's another piece of of the puzzle that I, I don't think that we we acknowledge oftentimes. That can be very difficult. But as far as relationships go, it was hard. It still is hard. Mm -hmm. um, but you just have to roll with the punches. And again, it just goes back to knowing who you are and what you want to accomplish and what's most important to you. Do you want superficial relationships or do you want to be impactful? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that so many people are so tied to the relationships that they currently have and based on like, you know, how they're currently showing up and that's, you know, what they get. And then it's, it is scary to like, well, this is my friend group. And if I change or want to do something like out of like the norm or it might seem out of the norm for uh, me, cause it's me actually showing my authentic self, you know, like how are they going to react and what are they going to say? Um, but then you start to find, the, you know, the people that are actually supposed to be in your life and uh, you know, have a stronger relationship. So like, yeah. do you, do you think that like, it was kind of like, uh, once you started being more of your authentic self, like the right people just kind of like started showing up a little bit more? Yes, absolutely. I wholeheartedly believe that. And it's not just in relationships, just in anything. When you make room and you get rid of things and let's just say like, for example, I started getting rid of clothes in my closet that I couldn't wear anymore. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted to get new clothes, right? And then all of a sudden, I turn around one day, you know, a month or so, two months later, and I'm like, where did I, when did I acquire all of these clothes? Like, where did this <laughs> come from? You know, things fall into place, right? Mm -hmm. You hear the quote, things fall apart so that they can fall back together. Um, when you make room for, for people and you eradicate things from your life that don't need to be there, I believe that, you know, God will add to you those things that are for you, but yeah. you, but he can't, he can't, it's like, he can't put new wine into old wine skins. Like you gotta, you gotta step out of the box. You gotta get uncomfortable so that he can pour more into you. And that's how relationships work. You know, if you have relationships that aren't working, you have to sometimes cut your losses and, um, and you let those things go. And then you just trust and believe that the people that are for you will come and they always do. And they, yeah. you know, they will. Yeah. And I love that you gave the example of, um, you know, making room, like with like getting rid of some of your clothes and stuff. Cause I was actually, uh, in a coaching program that I'm in, we did this visualization about, um, walking down a hall and having like all these coats on. And it was like <laughs> coats that aren't serving you anymore and like taking them off. And mm -hmm. even though like, it seems like you want to stay in this coat forever, it's like, it doesn't fit you anymore. It's not your coat. Like someone else, like put that coat on you. Like you need to take it off and like move yep. forward. So it's just like, oh, I love the connection. <laughs> yeah. And that's a really good point because a lot of times, you know, we're on a search to find out who we are or to like, you know, assess ourselves and say, who am I? Like, what do I believe? And we find that like you said, coats, baggage, however you, whatever you want to name it, a lot of times people put labels on us and we accept those labels as truth and it's not truth. It's mm -hmm. not who we are. And once you really start to peel back those layers and get rid of those labels, you start to see yourself in a different light. 
And once you get there, once you say, oh, this is who I am, and it feels this, this feels right, you know, where I am and how I see myself and how my life is moving, it, this is right. You have to hold on to that for dear life. And you have to protect that because there will always be people trying to come and put labels back on you, especially when you think about family, right? Mm-hmm. I swear my family will never see me past the 12 year old me. It's just <laughs> like, it, no matter how hard I try, you know, there it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's but, um, but you know, you, I have to remind myself this, that's not who you are. That might've been who you were, you know, however many years ago, but that's not who you are in this moment. And it's okay that that might have been your truth then, Mm -hmm. but it's not your truth now. And that's a part of us, you know, our imperfections, right? So none of us have a perfect past. We've, we've all done pretty crappy things or said things that aren't, you know, that weren't the nicest or done things that wasn't in the best interest of ourselves or others. Um, and that's okay. Like you're allowed to grow. You're allowed to change. You don't have to stay in a box forever or stay in, you know, whatever, whatever state that people, you know, think that you're in. Um, you can evolve into a different person. And um, I think that's the beauty of imperfection. Like, you know, yeah, I was there for a moment, but I'm not there anymore. And, and you know, these, these flaws, they are a part of my story. Yeah. And just thinking about that, um, cause I mean, there are people, especially like some of my friends with younger siblings, I'm still like, that person is still like in the third grade to me. Like, I don't understand how they're an adult right now. <laughs> but Yeah. It's like, we like have already kind of decided like, oh, this person is like this and we expect this out of them. And, you know, and then especially when it comes to family and when they see you, um, still as like a child, it's like, they're wanting things in your best interest and they want you to like stay in this like perfect little box and like they don't want you to get hurt or take risks so it's like it can be hard for people to see you like growing and changing and like I'm not that person anymore <laughs> like yeah that's so true and you know and not only that sometimes our growth and our change makes other people uncomfortable oh, because sure. they are stuck in the same spot and they don't know how to get out mm-hmm. and so instead of them acknowledging that you're doing something that they want to do and asking for help. They sometimes try to put more dirt on you and like Mm -hmm. push you down even more. And those are the people that you have to distance yourself from. Yeah. Yeah. People (laughs) definitely like if they don't have like a bigger vision for themselves or like they haven't accomplished the things that you're trying to accomplish, like they just it's hard for them to see that it's possible sometimes. And like, they just want to keep you at their level. They don't, I mean, it's, it's really sad that they're, you know, like that is how some people can be of like, you know, we're, we're all in this like comfort little zone. Like, let's just stay here. Like, no, I want to, I want to grow and have people around me that want to grow and do better. And iron sharpens iron. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And those people who are like that, they do, they do play a role in our lives as well. So, um, we have to acknowledge that too, because without those naysayers and without those people who are stuck in their little worlds and are, you know, got their heads swiveling constantly in the constant rotation, <laughs> don't know whether they're coming or going, um, they play a role in our development too. And so, you know, it's, it's important to acknowledge that as well. Um, without people like that, how would we ever know that it was time to grow? 
So I really enjoyed uh, what you said about, um, you know, we might have been like a certain way at one point in our life, but it's okay that we're not that way anymore because we do grow and we learn from our experiences. Uh, Cause I think sometimes it's also hard of kind of um, like, how do you realize, or how do you know when you like what your authentic self looks like, you know, cause you might've looked back and be like, well, at this point in my life, I was doing this and this. And like, I thought this was going to be my path. And like, that felt really authentic, but like, what about now? Like, how do you really figure out what your authentic self looks like? Yeah, it's, it's, um, you have to be in tune with yourself. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to be in tune with yourself and you have to know, at least have a concept or an idea of what your core beliefs are. I, I think this is my, my perspective, how I knew that I was not being my authentic self was, a, it was a few different things. Um, one, I was, my intuitive self was like, um, excuse me, ma'am, but no, (laughs) (laughs) this is not it. And I, you know, and I just, I just had this feeling that there was more, I had this feeling that I wasn't functioning where I should be. Um, what I was doing did not align with my core beliefs. Mm. And, um, I just began to, I began to, to just not be comfortable with living, you know, how I was living. And oftentimes I think we come to a place of realization when there's a major life event, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, my life event was, hey, I'm pregnant with my first son. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm having a a major life event. (laughs) Yeah. I'm having a baby now. Can I keep living like this? No, I can't. I can't keep, you know, being out here partying and, you know, wasting my money on frivolously and spending it on ridiculous things that I don't need. Like it's time for you to make a shift. And I honestly believe that there are moments in life that make us shift. Mm -hmm. Um, You can either do it voluntarily or it will happen involuntarily. I now prefer the voluntary method. Um, It saves me time, money, and a headache. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, when you're talking about, um, you know, you knew that there was more for you, like, were you kind of like fighting yourself? Like, oh, I know there's more, but like, I just don't want to do it. So I'm like, just going to pretend that feeling's not there. Or was it kind of like you started to know and you like instantly was like, all right, what else do I need to have? Like what else needs to happen? Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely knew that I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing. And honestly, it was, I was acting out of hurt and fear and pain Mm -hmm. um, at that time unknowingly, but that was the root of my behavior, right? There's something that causes us to act the way that we act, to do the things that we do to, you know, there is, there are roots to everything that we have going on in our life. And for me, um, my lifestyle before I was pregnant with my son um, was very just, like, (laughs) it was a lot. (laughs) I mean, I thought I was having the time of my life. I just graduated from college. You know, I had a decent job with a good salary and benefits. Um, You know, I was going out every weekend. I was traveling. I was going to Miami, you know, partying all night. And then I, you know, my life 
came at came to a standstill like you're having a baby (laughs) you know and um and I just at that point I really had to make an assessment and I had to say okay what the heck are you doing Mm -hmm. and you know can you sustain this um no it's not sustainable and what are you going to do differently um and again you know a lot of that behavior was rooted in fear Mm -hmm. um from different you know experiences in my past um and having my son is what put me on a path to healing yeah and I tell people all the time and I even wrote this in my book about um, how my son changed my life so much. Um, he completely changed the trajectory of my life. Yeah. And, and that's why I think it's important, you know, life happens to all of us. And when life happens, it, it might knock you down. It might make you wobble a little bit, but fight back and turn the negative into a victory because, you know, that little boy he really just, he is the reason why I am who I, I am, who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and you know, anyone who, who is a single parent knows it's not easy. It's not easy raising a child by yourself. Um, but he is the reason why, I, he was the reason why I woke up in the morning and I would fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so first I just want to like restate what you said. I really loved it was turn the negative into a victory. Like that was just like such a powerful quote. So I really liked that. And then I'm just kind of curious of like what, cause it sounds like, you know, like when you're becoming your authentic self and you're like going through these like life-changing moments that you like need to sit down and be honest with yourself and reevaluate things did you do that did you have any like system or process um that you did back then or that you do now like do you journal about it do you talk to someone like what do you do yeah so going back to what I said about your your core you know your core foundation um your core beliefs I'm I've always been a believer in God Mm -hmm. and Christ has always been my foundation. And even when I would have things happen to me um, where I would do things and get myself in situations, that would always be my rock that I fell on. And at that time, and even still today, I oftentimes feel like that's all I have. Um, And so when I'm in in a tough situation, my first response is to pray always. Mm-hmm. I always pray first. Um, and then I, I ask God to lead me to wherever I need to be, where, to get what he needs me to get. Um, and that is always my first. Yeah. Um, I'm also a strong proponent of therapy. Yeah. And having a counselor, whether you're going through something or not. I think that there's power in counsel. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, you know, scripture says a wise man seeks counsel. And I I think that it's very important to have someone that you trust. Maybe it's a therapist, maybe it's just a close family member that you, you know, it will keep your information confidential. I think it's very important to have a person that you can go to and discuss things with. Um, 
that I 100% um, recommend that. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't believe that you can have Jesus and a therapist. I think you can. Yeah. <laughs> and if you need Me too. Medicine, <laughs> if you need medicine, it's okay to have that as well. You know, if you need it. Um, but yes, I do pray and I mm-hmm. have a therapist that I talk to. And um, I do want to also mention that a lot of times when we're coming out of these um, thought patterns and and uh, behavior patterns, there were a lot of invasive thoughts that I had to fight against and still fight against to this day. I've overcome a lot, um, but there's still more that I have to do. Mm -hmm. And when those invasive thoughts come, I do actually sit down. um, I stop what I'm doing. And sometimes I breathe um, to gather myself, to get my, my body grounded. Um, Sometimes I will speak out loud and say, okay, what are you feeling? Is this rational? Mm-hmm. Where does this come from? And when I can get to the bottom of where these beliefs or thoughts come from, then I can say, okay, well, Tiffany, I know you feel this way right now, but you're safe and you don't have to feel that way anymore. And so give yourself permission to let it go. And it helps so much. Um, those are the things that I do that help me. Um, I think, you know, authenticity is, has a lot to do. I think it has a lot to do with mental health as well. Um, yeah. Tell me more about that. Cause I mean, I love your process and especially like getting more grounded and, you know, yes, like seeing a therapist, I totally agree. And just like having people that are uh, close to you that you can talk to, um, but yeah, like how does mental health play? Um, how does it align with authenticity and imperfection? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> open up you a know, can of worms. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, it's important um, to understand that a lot of the things we do, we don't do because of us. Mm. A lot of the thing for me, a lot of the things that I did was because it was either a label that somebody put on me. It was something that I saw growing up. Um, It was something, it was a coping mechanism. It was a traumatic response. Mm -hmm. And so in order to really be your authentic self, you have to shed those layers, right? And so a piece of of that, what I explained uh, previously, you know, stopping myself and speaking out loud or breathing or doing those grounding techniques, that's a part of me being able to identify, is this a trauma response? Because if this is a trauma response, I have to deal with that trauma response differently. And then when I can overcome that response, I can then begin to behave and respond to certain things in a different way, which will then give me a different result versus what I've been doing before. Yeah. And that is, that for me has been powerful because when you can, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. But when you can stop yourself from repeating a cycle mm-hmm. and change how you communicate and then build a, a, uh, a positive um, behavior pattern, yeah. that changes your whole life. Even if you just did that once for one thing, you know, that just changes your whole life. 
So yeah. it's really important and it's very powerful. And, and mental health and authentic, authenticity are very much, in my opinion, connected. Because if you don't know why you're doing something, mm-hmm. then, then you don't even know if you don't even know if if it's if it's you you know what I'm saying it could be something your mother was doing that you saw and you just you just do it because she did it um one of the examples that comes to me is um someone told a story once that said um you know I saw my my mom cooking greens in her kitchen and she cut off the ends of the of the the bone you know because they have the turkey neck Mm -hmm. some people put in there um greens or whatever she's like hey why why do you do that no I don't know ask your grandma it's like well grandma why did you why do you you know cut the ends of the turkey neck off and put it in the put it in the pot and they're like well I don't know go ask your great grandma it's like great grandma why do you cut the ends of the turkey you know turkey neck off and put the greens in the pot it's like well because my pot wasn't big enough to fit the whole bone in there (laughs) you know so you don't (laughs) you don't know um why you do things or why other people have done things and you know unfortunately sometimes when it comes to generational trauma um sometimes families are not as open about yeah. talking about things that have happened and that's a, even a, a whole nother topic <laughs> that we probably have to discuss another day but that creates a whole nother layer of of of, of a responsibility of healing that you have to take in order to walk into who you are as a person and who God has called you to be. Um, Because just because this thing has happened in your family line forever, doesn't mean that you have to do it. Like you can start a new story. You can create a new narrative for your legacy, for your children, for your children's children that changes, um, that changes things for generations to come. Um, So I'm really huge on that. It's, It's really, really important. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that story before of like <laughs> asking like, why did you cut the end off of this? And I just think it's it's such a great example because I think so many times we just do something because it's how someone else did it without like asking questions or asking if it's really for us. And then, you know, especially when we're doing so many things for other people, like that's when we are you know, like burning out and not doing things for ourselves and not really stepping into our own gifts. And like, it's, it's funny because it's like being authentic is sort of uncomfortable at first, but then it's Mm -hmm. so much easier. Like once you're just your authentic self and like, you're not trying to be something else and you're not, you know, wearing these masks and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. So it's like when you're in your authentic self, like, I think it just helps with your mental health and I'm very authentic with my mental health. And I think that helps with my mental health so that like, it doesn't, you know, make it worse. And I'm honest about it and open about it. So it's more helpful than just like hiding it and burying it and stuff like that. Yeah. That's so, so that's, that's, that's heavy. Um, And I'd say like, you know, authenticity is in saying no, like if you don't want to do it, don't do it. I mean, right. If this is not, if this, if this is something that causes you to, to think twice, or if you get a pit in your stomach, just say no, like, don't, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> don't pick up things. Um, don't pick up things because you feel obligated to, that's not being authentic and that's not helping anyone. Um, I was speaking with someone yesterday and they said, uh, people pleasing is, is almost as 
bad as manipulation because you're you're pleasing people because you want them to think of you in a certain way right you want to keep this this persona of yourself in that person's eyes and everybody is not for you right you have to be okay with that everybody's not for you and being authentic yes at first it is uncomfortable because you're stepping outside of your comfort zone and you're standing in your power and you're saying I don't like this this is not how I'm gonna live my life this is who I am and I'm sorry if that is if that doesn't work for you then then okay then we just aren't for each other and you know you have to, you just have to be okay. And that's where the confidence comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got to be okay with, with who you are and who God created you to be. Um, And know that he created you to be that way for a reason, because there are other people out there that are waiting for you to stand in your confidence so that they can stand in theirs. Because a lot of times um, I've heard this before, you know, sometimes you, you walk alone Mm-hmm. Because God is taking you somewhere that other people have never been. Um, a lot of us, we want a tribe. We want a great tribe to help support us and carry us to where we're going. But sometimes God is like, I just need you to walk alone because I have something better and different for you. Yeah. And you have to, you've got to be discerning enough to know when that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit more about, um, cause like I, I always see things being like a ripple effect. And especially when it comes to being yourself, that it's a ripple effect for others to encourage them to be their selves and stuff. So like, how do you see um, like authenticity and imperfection like affecting others or how can you encourage others to step into their authenticity? Yeah. So (laughs) um, you have to make a personal decision first that what's what you're doing isn't working for you um nothing nothing that I say or anyone else could possibly say will will penetrate unless you've already made a decision that you want change yeah so the first thing is you have to be honest with yourself am I ready to to walk over the deep end and possibly do this alone you know Mm -hmm. um am I ready to be maybe looked at sideways because I'm not running with the crowd anymore am I willing to to um to have eyes on me because when you really step into who you are people do can sometimes look at you a little bit differently and then there are other people that will just be so motivated and empowered by who you are that it will empower you to be empower them to be more of who they are um and I think that that silent quiet strength comes when you just walk out your daily life the way mm-hmm. God created you to. People notice your walk and they um, observe you and they're watching you, what you do more than what you say. Yeah. And so, um, but first, before you get there, you've got to acknowledge and you've got to accept and you've got to be willing to do the work because like I said before, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of components to being able to be comfortable in your skin and to be who you are called to be. Um, you've got to break through barriers. You've got to go through, you know, identifying some trauma responses if that's, if that's your story or, you know, things that other people have put on you that you de- necessarily don't really want to do. Think about the classic, you know, kid who's going to school to be a doctor and they really want to be like a, 
business person or they want to study religious studies mm-hmm. and the parent is like no like but you know you have to be willing to to take those ales to to get the end the end goal right mm-hmm. um and so if I could if I could encourage anyone you know you just just be willing to to look crazy for a little bit <laughs> you know because people will look at you crazy I remember um when I was starting to make the transition from embracing, you know, my belief in God and how, how important that was to me and to stop hiding it under a bushel and really walk in it and, and embrace it. I, you know, I did get the, Oh, she's a church girl. She's, you know, religious. She's this, she's that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also had to, had to, um, remember that this is a process, right? Yeah. What I look like this year is going to be different than what I look like next year and the year after that and the year after that. So honestly, when I do look back, I'm like, yeah, Tiffany, you were really like, you were like gung ho. (laughs) (laughs) But that was where I was at that time. And now as I'm older and I have more experience, I'm more balanced in my approach. Mm-hmm. to to who God is and what he is in my life and how he created me with the brain so that I could use it and to question things and to be discerning of certain certain things and situations and um, I'm much more balanced in that respect and when you're being trying to be authentic you know there's there's levels there's layers it's a process like I said before it's not going to happen overnight and you're allowed to evolve you're allowed to change you can be a different person this month than you were last month. You are allowed to make quantum leaps. You are not by any means um, confined to anyone's box that they put you in. You can break free of that. And um, you just have to, you just have to be willing to be uncomfortable most of the time. Yeah. I mean, that's just like so encouraging and just by, you know, knowing you, I know that because of the decisions that you've made, it's just led to so many other things, like other good things in your life. And you, I can see that you are walking in your purpose and you're doing what you're supposed to do. So it's just like, I mean, you guys need to listen to Tiffany because she's, (laughs) she knows what she's talking about. (laughs) She's an example. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I walked through some pretty uncomfortable moments in my life. Um, Yeah, I think one of the most uncomfortable moments for me was, and this is really what began to shape my faith in God. And this is what this, this, what I'm going to share with you is one of the things when I say when you are served a lemon, make some lemonade out of it, because I remember um, I decided to, uh, you know, pursue a divorce because I was in a really just traumatic relationship with my ex-husband and um I remember being told by some people at church that I could not get a divorce because that was the man that I prayed to God for and um and that was my husband and I well I remember the day that I stood there and I said I deserve to be treated like a human being and I'm getting a divorce yeah And on that day in my car, 
I cried on my way home from church and I just cried and I cried and I cried and I said, God, just show me. I know you're real. I know who you are. I know what you've done in my life, but what, show me what you, show me, show me, show me what this means for me. Show me what you think about this because again, you know, God gives you discernment. He gives you a brain to use it. And, um, and I remember praying that day and I said, I said what I said and I came across the article uh, from a pastor. I don't remember the name, but I remember this. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, it's a really hard, it's really hard to tell a woman who has been hurt spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, um, that they can't get a divorce because of what the scripture says. But he, what he said in that text was, I do believe that God loves the spirit of a person and he wants the spirit of a person protected more so than a structure or a, um, a, a construct to be preserved. The spirit of a person is more important than a construct, a religious construct that we've created. Um, and that was powerful to me in that moment because again, I had just prayed to God and I asked God to show me his, what he felt about this, what should I do? And this is what I came across. Yeah. And I have to say, and that's not a license for anybody to go get a divorce disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get a divorce. Cause I got one like pray, you know, but I do think there are some, there are relationships out there that can be repaired. Um, but in my situation, that was not the case. And that one decision that I made to walk away from that marriage Um, that had left me bound financially. Um, I didn't think I could make it, you know, by myself. Um, But I had to step out on faith. And I knew that this was not working for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to to be who you're supposed to be, be authentic, walk in your purpose, you got to know, okay, this isn't working for me. What do I do? And I prayed to God and he showed me and I walked away, not knowing how it was going to play out. But um, a week later, after I'd made the decision and we split, I had a new place to live that cost mm-hmm. less. I had um, received a bonus from work two weeks after that. I received a raise within a month of leaving. Five months later, I got another raise from work. And then I got um, another, <laughs> another market increase from work. And then once it took, I had to, in the state of Virginia, you have to be separated for a year. And then I got my divorce. Mm-hmm. And the month after I had my divorce signed by the judge, I broke ground on my first home. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, that's just part of your story. <laughs> and that's it's so powerful. Story, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little snippet. That's <laughs> such like a... a- such a good example of, I mean, just being authentic and trusting yourself and, you know, praying about it and not worrying about what other people like will think about it or, you know, what's how things are supposed to be. Like you were really being true to yourself and doing what was best for you. And it worked out so well. (laughs) Yeah. And it still is. And, and again, though, you know, that is still an experience that I'm still healing from though. Right. I mm-hmm. now, you know, and, and I guess this is kind of bringing everything that I've said full circle. Right. So I did that because I knew it wasn't working for me. Yeah. 
And now I'm in this new place. And it's like, I was just so used to being beaten down and, you know, just being low and not having money and not knowing, you know, how I was going to provide for my children or, you know, why is my spouse not working or, you know, all these different things Mm -hmm. um, and all these different stresses that weighed on me that I'm now in a place where those concerns are no more, but there's still sometimes this cloud that looms over my head. That's like, having this hoarding mentality of oh you got to do this and you got to do this to make sure that this doesn't happen right but then when you hoard and you don't make room for the the other things that God has to to put into your life like you're you can't you you have to there's give and take right like you can't hoard because you're you're afraid yeah you have to be willing to release so that more can come in and so that's just one example of how one situation for three or four years of my life generated this trauma response that I have to constantly pull back and say, all right, you don't have to worry about this anymore. This is not the situation. This is not the case. Right. And so then you have to continuously, you know, heal from that response and all of the other things that come with that and be open about, you know, once you get to a place where you've overcome some things, you it's okay to be open and share that with other people because there are others out there. And I think more often than not, there are people out there that are going through sometimes almost exactly the same thing that we go through and they, they don't know where to get the help. They don't know who can help them, but God will put those people strategically in your path to help them. Right. And so it's important to not be shameful about your experiences. It's yeah. okay that it happened. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you. And on top of that, it happened to help somebody else. Yeah. And just like along with that, I I mean, it just takes me back to thinking about imperfection and, you know, you may not always see how things are going to work out perfectly, um, you know, and yeah, you like want to try to do everything you can to control a situation and, you know, prepare, but then it's like, sometimes you just got to make some room for some other insight to come and figure it out along the way. And it's not going to be perfect, but you know, you'll, you'll figure it out. It will work out. And then you can be an example for somebody else. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, um, (laughs) I mean, we've always already kind of shown all the things that you're getting into, but what of like, what upcoming projects are you working on that you want to share? Yeah, so I um, I am working on a 21-day devotional. Um, it's called uh, Depressed, um, Discouraged, and Delivered. Mm-hmm. And it's a devotional that really focuses on mental health um, and scripture and how, you know, like I said before, you can have Jesus and a therapist. And if you need medicine, I mean, just use medicine, like, you know, you can, <laughs> I won't get into that. But yes, you can have Jesus, a therapist. And if you need medicine, you can use medicine. Um, but it's, it really just takes scripture and breaks down scripture so that you can apply it to your situation um, in a practical way. And so I'm going to be working on that later on this year. Um, more details to come. And again, I, I did just launch a clothing line officially in December. It's streetwear. Um you know, so I've been working on that and getting my doctor. So I have a lot, <laughs> I have a lot that I'm working on, but, um, 
but yeah, so just try to, I just try to be purposeful about anything that I do. Um, Cause you know, time is, time is something that you can't get back. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I love it. I just think everything is so intertwined of what you're doing. So where can people um, find you so that they can, you know, find out when your devotional is coming out and just stay connected with you? Yeah. So I do have, um, I have an Instagram page. Um, it's called for the imperfect woman. Um, or it, it's under my name, actually, it's at Jador T. Michelle. So J A D O R E capital T capital M I C H E L E. Um, and that is a public page so you can follow it. Um, I also have a posterity clothing company is, um, the other page that's on Instagram. So you can follow that as well. But yes, if you wanted to stay up to date on the uh, devotional, definitely follow me on Instagram. Um, that's where I'll be. I do most of my, um, promotions there. Okay. Awesome. And yeah, I'm definitely going to put like a link to those different pages in the show notes so people can get connected with you. Um, what, what message would you like to leave with people today? Yeah. So my favorite quote is be you. Everybody else is taken. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Big fan. (laughs) Be you. Everybody else is taken. Don't try to be anyone else. Don't try to, um, don't try to sit in anyone else's power. Don't try to operate in authority that you don't have on a, in a specific area. You know, figure out what it is that you're gifted at. Um, what do you love to do? What brings you the most joy? And do that thing. And that beauty will come out of that. Ah, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing everything today. Uh-huh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, you guys, I really hope that you all just loved that conversation and got something out of it. I hope that you are uh, wanting to embrace more of your imperfections and really become your authentic self. I mean, that is what my message is all about. So I'm so happy that Tiffany shared so much with us today. So please tag us on Instagram, uh, email me, give us some feedback. I'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website, beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful.